Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, yes, here we go. Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studios, round. One in the bag. It's about bloody time we get to continue talking about footy. Mark Reddings is with me, Will Schofield. G'day, Skate. How are you? Hello, Scully. I forgot on the way to the Backchat Studios, I forgot to go to the bakery because I was going to buy you some humble pie to eat the whole lot all in one sitting. Good morning. I tell you what, mate. I have had, in footy terms, one of the biggest howling fucking pre-seasons you'll ever see. West Coast will play finals. Fremantle top two. Six and zero to start the season, they'll be. Six and zero. So that's in the that's in the bin. Top two is probably in the bin. West Coast Finals is in the bin. I got one pick. That's in the bin. <laughs> was that the draw? I'm no, probably, you got Sydney. You got Sydney. I got Sydney. Oh, well done, Scotty. One pick. <laughs> How's my footy knowledge going? Do you reckon? Like I actually have no idea. I think that's what I came to the realization. I've got no idea. How deflating is it in life when you've worked? We've spoken about footy for about three months now. The build up, the <laughs> you've analysed it to an nth degree, and you basically fall into a barrel full of nipples and come out sucking your thumb. <laughs> Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast, everybody. Where I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, look, I want to start with this. This podcast is going to be on its own feed within a matter of nine to ten days, right? So if you are listening, just stop what you're doing. Once you get onto Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, and you need to subscribe to the Shelter Footycast because this will no longer be on the Backchat feed within about 10 days. So I'll remind you again Thursday, and I might give you one more on Monday, and then it's gone, Skeeter, to another... It's not gone forever. No idea. Do you understand? No, I don't. I actually don't know what you're talking about, but as people can listen to us, if they find us, let us know. If, you, if we're out in the town or having a drink or if you see us out, come and say good day and tell us if you're listening or maybe give us some advice on our footy uh, uh, conversations. Well, yeah, you can give me some advice on it. I'll hop plenty of it on social media. So we'll get into that a little bit. The Shelter Footy Cast tipping competition is running. Honestly, you could Skeeter's series running right now. <laughs> you know how to turn that off? No, I don't. Shelter Footy Cast tipping competition is happening. I'm, I'm not joking here. I think, Skate, what did you get? Three? I think you got three, So yeah. I got one. If you join now, you definitely can still <laughs> beat us. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, so get in there. You can join on the Shelter Footycast uh, socials. You can find it uh, in the link tree there, um, as well as on the Shelter website if you want to find it there. So Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, watch us, listen to us a podcast, blah, blah, blah. You know what, well, you know what the go is. Shelter Footycast on socials. Get around it. Um, let's get into it. Some big moments happening. Uh, Freo and West Coast lost. We're going to get into those games in a little bit. Um, look, there was a couple of big moments that I liked. New coaches get the job done. Four new coaches: Alistair Clarkson, Kingsley, Scott, Lyon. All get the all get the win first up. Yeah, it doesn't say perhaps something about the energy and and the the new feel about the a club that this happens. I mean, it's not coincidence that the four newish coaches, albeit a couple of recycled, have come into a club and you could see it in the North game. You could see the yeah. the players 
the appetite, their desire. You saw it with Ross Lyon yesterday. Yeah. Um, Brad Scott, I mean, are they... We talk about teams that might emerge from, from nowhere, and you've, you've hang your hat on the Eagles, and I my anyone who can, can identify a team. Now, they're top of the table, Eston. Will they be any good? Not sure, because Hawthorne, not so much. But the coaching... Um, the coaching changes, I think, whether it's a sugar hit or longer term, yet to find out. But certainly those coaches um, ha- had an impact on the weekend. Well, of those coaches, if you look at them, you know, uh, North Melbourne beat West Coast. From what I saw, West Coast, you know, that performance could lead them a poor team. So, uh, yes, they were good, but they don't beat a you know, top four side. Uh, GWS beat Adelaide. A good win, and given their injuries, um, you know, it was a good win. But again, I don't know if Adelaide are going to be a great team this year. Uh, but again, who, who knows? Probably They'll probably win the premiership by the way I'm going. Uh, Brad Scott, uh, you know, Essendon beat Hawthorne. You know, that, they're a young side. Yep. But the, the best one out of lot was Ross Lyon being Frio, who they are going to be a good team, I think. Uh, they, they just absolutely pulverise them. And you could see... You only had to watch that game for ten minutes to see Ross Lyon's style, didn't you? They just they just looked like Ross Lyon's team. It was an ambush in the old style, and and it was frustrating to watch with a Fremantle eye on the game, seeing this team as in St Kilda undermanned, totally undermanned, showing more desire, more appetite. They shut down the space. As you said, it was very much a Ross Lyon performance. But from a Fremantle perspective, they had a lot of the footy. But it's what they did with it. It was their ball movement. It was their entries inside 50, 60-plus entries, 65, I think it was. But most times you looked at the ball, bombed in. The tall forwards were poor, despite the fact the delivery might not have been great. I think if you look at combined Jackson, Jackson, Taberner, Tracy, Tracy, Fife, Fife, I think there might have been two marks between them in that group. I mean, there was just a lack lack of... uh, a lack of ability to impose themselves on the contest. It was really frustrating. Free from desire, perhaps. Free from desire. Yeah, look, and you know what's easy to sit and watch it on TV and say desire, but the other mob, they look dog-hungry. And I, I don't think I could say the same from what I saw of Fremantle. They were having a crack, but, gee, it was a frustrating watch yesterday, Scoey. We're going to break into those games in just a little bit. Before we get there, though, I've got two, two other issues I just wanted to touch on that I think they tie into each other. So the MRO, um, Lance Franklin's accepted a one-match ban because I pick it's uh, been charged two weeks. I don't know if he's accepted it. assume he would have. You have to. Uh, and then McAdam yesterday in the GWS Adelaide game, huge hit, which... If I give a fair synopsis, he didn't actually get him in the head. It looks like he does, but he gets him across the middle. But it was such a violent hit that it was like the whiplash forward mm. from the young kid at um, GWS. So, you know, we, we had those. And, and that's what happens in footy, right? So it, that, that is always going to happen. But it brings me back to the head knocks. So given there's class actions happening right now, um, I saw an incident which wasn't reportable. Um, North Melbourne kid, again, I've forgotten his name, but... Um, halfway through the West Coast game, came back with the flight, sort of got pushed, smacked his head on the ground, slid along the ground into the goalpost, smacked his head into the goalpost and stayed down for a decent period of time, holding his head, didn't come off the ground. Mm. Uh, So these MRO stuff that's happening, um, head knocks, that was just one incident in the West Coast Kangaroos, I noticed. But I, I noticed some others where... There was clear head knocks where players are still not getting bought off the ground for concussion protocol. I, 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 I was shocked. Given what's happening right now, I was absolutely shocked that one, 
I, yeah, I would be very surprised if the AFL is not contacting clubs saying, if your player is hitting the head, Any doubt. they need to come off. Yeah, because they're trying to protect themselves well, moving forward. Yeah, correct. Because th- this is what this class action is all about, is the players weren't shown a duty of care whilst in the workplace. Now, I know the workplace is very different to most workplaces, but it is a workplace out in the footy field. And that's what the argument is. So I was absolutely gobsmacked at some of the stuff I saw over the weekend. And... and nothing looked to have changed from, from what I saw. Yeah, and look, the, this has been an issue that is, is it's, it's a difficult one because players will not want to come off the ground. They will not want to miss matches of <laughs> footy. But uh, the underlying issue for the AFL is, well, in 15 years' time, if we allow this to go through unchecked, then we will face these ongoing legal um, pieces of action. One incident that I, I was interested in, and just the process, was uh, Jay McGovern who went off the ground and yep. there was vision of, uh, I think, a, a medical officer or a, a, from the club perhaps, looking at vision, trying to find vision of, of where he suffered his head knock. He was allowed to return to the ground. It's interesting, the protocol that I was unaware of how it's actually played out now, apart from the, the questions to the player from the doctor, but also looking at the visuals as well. Well, you've got to take everything into account. Now. So that one was off the ball. They had a big, big clash of heads yeah. at the back. And they took him off and put him through the protocol, I think. Um, Look, I I would say, um, and this might be drastic, but I I think as of round two, like immediately, they they should have independent um, reviewers on the the sideline. It has no attachment to either club, AFL sanctioned. And if there's any, if they say you got to come off, you got to come off. There's no bad luck. I think the NRL does that because well, why doesn't the AFL? Mate? Well, I'm pretty ridiculous. sure they do. I think they've got their own their independent uh, assessment of the player because obviously, if you've got a, the accusation will come if the West Coast player, for instance, uh, Schofield, is taken off head knock, allowed to return. Um, and this is questioning, I guess, the credibility of, of the medical profession. But what it does is, if you have an independent assessment, I think that takes all yeah, no elements questions. out of the, which, out of the is, which, which, I mean, there's two class actions against the AFL, so why wouldn't that exist already? Yeah. It's outrageous. Anyway, that's what my thoughts were over the weekend. Let's get into some games. It's Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shelter Footy Cast. Which one of these should we do first? Let's get into West Coast. Uh, watch this from from siren to siren. I know some weeks we, we you can't watch every game minute to minute. I watch this one minute to minute. Um, I'll start with this. Uh, I was watching with my, my family around. I was get quite quite invested. Right, I've come out. Said, I want to play. You know, you can play finals. Yeah, it's skewing the game. I, I want them to win. Right, <laughs> got merch sitting over the back there. <laughs> anyway, I, I was. I, I sometimes I don't. I don't really get invested. I just watch and I enjoy the footy. But I was. I was I wanted them to play well. Just like, just I, I don't know why I felt so. You know. Anyway, I was carrying on a little bit and swearing at the TV. Um, kids weren't in the room, but they were outside. Anyway, my, my little two year old <laughs> comes and uh, sits down next to me, and I'd stop swearing by then. But uh, I said, what, "What's on the TV?" He said, "Eagles." I said, "That's right, mate. What is it? Footy." I said, "That's right, mate." I'm sitting there, and then he goes, "Fuck." <laughs> Oh, are you serious? Little well, Sid. I, I was carrying on. I was dropping a few f bombs because uh, it was a little Sid. But because, mate, what I, what I saw in that first half, it was deflating. Exactly what you spoke. Yeah, it kept left me flat. Exactly what you spoke about with Fremantle. I, I, and I think it was. I don't like using the effort stuff. Like I hear that as a player. I've heard that as a player. The, the effort. I just. I don't think it's the right word to, to say that players aren't. You know, out there trying, but West Coast players are trying. No, right? but there, but there are levels going, that, and you yeah. can see North it's, with that appetite. Which yeah, it's, it just it's seemed more that right. Yeah. It's more the mm. the the application of your desire, not effort. It's 
How much do you want to go into a pack, take a clean ball, not get stripped in the tackle, distribute the ball to your teammate? I know how West Coast operates. I would be absolutely shocked if the Monday today, right now, the Monday morning meeting isn't just clips of people fumbling, missing handballs, missing tackles, or being like stripped in tackles. They were just beaten up around the ball and that was the only issue um but it's a big issue 42 to 25 the clearance count now yep. that's not always going to win you a game of footy but it, it does give you a bit of an indication as to to how they were beaten up in that it, area it of the game just, it was just fundamentals mate so it, it wasn't game plan i had people hit me up on twitter oh, nothing's changed with the game but it was nothing to do with game plan it was I, I don't think it's an effort thing. Do you think the ball movement was an issue? I, I don't think honestly, ball movement is a a follow on from what happens around the ball. Yeah. You, you, like and Simo preaches this, all coaches preach this. If you can't get it done around the ball, you can't get your ball movement going, you can't defend behind the ball, you can't do anything. If 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 you if you put out what West Coast did in that first half, you cannot do anything. So it doesn't matter what the game plan is. It, it honestly it does not. It doesn't matter how good your forwards are, it doesn't matter how good your backline's playing. It's it's how how you can mate. It's just fundamentals. Take a clean ball, give it to your teammate, and yeah. Sometimes it's clearances. Sometimes it's contested ball. There's different stats, but it was just the eye test for me. I, I could just watch. I, I did a test. I was sitting next to my father-in-law after I'd fixed up the swearing incident, and we were watching. And I uh, I was getting so frustrated. I said, Patrick, watch this for the next five minutes. I'm going to count just West Coast fumbles. Cough ups, so that's if you get the ball, someone tackles you, and you just spill it out. Uh, missed handballs and missed tackles, so actually not tackling a North player. I got to twelve in three minutes. Just what? Just just normal play. Twelve, and mate, you, you cannot win games of footy like that. You certainly can't play finals like that. They they would be extremely disappointed. People would say the midfield, but I would just say as a team, not strong enough, not hard enough, and. The desire you talked yeah, about. Yeah, and again, you're right. Though there's no question they were having, they were trying. They weren't, as, as my mum might say, why aren't they trying? Yeah, they are they're trying. trying. They're but trying. It, you could just see there was a, a percentage level of yeah, difference in edge. the edge in what North were doing. And just quickly touch on what will happen today at the review round one. And obviously, you've worked so hard over the, the preseason. You build up for essentially 23 rounds, but one round has stood out for a while, and that's get the job done. How will Simo approach a review? Will there be hard truths told, or do you think, or think, do you think it'll be more a softly, softly? Yeah, it'll be interesting. It could go either way. Round one, you, you can. Uh, I think Simo's a, I, I would say, a real master of that, of reading the group, um, what lever to pull. I mean, that's effectively what coaches do, right? Like, coaches analyze the play, they see what's gone right, what's gone wrong, and then they pick what they're going to show the group. But you know, they they decide whether I'm going to go hard on, on what I've just been talking about or, you know, maybe there's some positives you can work out. You know, they've worked their way back into the game, in the, you know, in that last sort of, you know, quarter and a half and they, they did do some good stuff. So, you know, young group sort of, but not really. I, personally, I'll be going really hard um, because, because that sort of stuff can be fixed. You know, the, the, the players that I was watching, they were senior players doing this thing. It wasn't Ruben Jimby. Like, mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I wasn't watching Ruben Jimby and Campbell Chester and Noah Long and how many cough-ups they had. This is senior players around the footy. So, uh, personally, I would be going hard and, 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 and making sure that never happens again. And you concerned as well, just quickly on, on the match itself, with um, Jerry going down for, for North. 
Jamison Williams, oh, yeah. albeit they're not recognised ruckmen, but they they didn't impose themselves. Mate, Dom, Dom Sheb was in the ruck in the last quarter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But Dom these, Sheb these guys were centre bounces. So, so what does it say for, for for the young blokes that are, are still finding their way as a backup ruckman to Nick? <sighs> oh, look, mate. I, yeah, and like I just said, like I don't like you know, whacking young young blokes. No, they're Cal, learning the case. Cal Jamison's young bloke um, gets subbed out, didn't impact the game. Um, you know, Bailey Williams, I, I think. I, th- I think has the opportunity to really take that spot, and, and he didn't. So, um, yep, that that was going to be a question mark, and that didn't didn't hold up against um, a backup ruckman at North Melbourne. We know Todd Goldstein in the in the, in the side too. So, look, the, the, you know, the, the, there was there was some positive overall in the game. Nick Larkey was really good, kicked six goals for North Melbourne. Um, uh, I heard some ratings on Tom Barras that he was. I thought Tom Barras was quite good. Didn't have every goal of those kicked on him, um, but in the end, you know, their key forward kicked six goals, and that's on the back line. Yeah, and the opposite of the ground, Liam Ryan. I think it's fair to say if you needed a spark, he was a bloke who, who provided he really good. some of that. And you know, that's that's what he brings the, the flying Ryan to the, to the table. Um, and Oscar Allen didn't have a huge game, but hit the scoreboard. And you know what? Just put this into perspective. First match. For what twelve months plus, mm. so um, he he's, he might need a half a dozen matches out With in the middle. Proper to, pressure, yeah, to to get himself accustomed to that. So, um, yeah, really, I think because of the the, the team they were playing from twenty twenty two, the Wooden Spooners, we've got this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm carrying on a bit, aren't I? Yeah, we all are, but because of the disappointment. But I want West Coast to get better. I want Fremantle to take the next step. And after one weekend, there's a lot of people who are feeling a bit flat about Absolute life. Pooper armor. She's <laughs> uh, will get the rising start. Thirty four touches, thirty four third most on debut. It wasn't like he was getting cheap touches either. No. He was just, you know, uh, not that that's a blight on the West Coast midfield, but you have a first game player running around having thirty four. I don't think that's a positive thing. Put it that way. Um, uh, and Ruben Jimby, um, look, been carrying on him about him over at the Back Chat Podcast. Um, he had 12 tackles, second most on debut ever. Great for him. Um, he looked really good. Um, a few times bursting through packs. He looks, you know, got a great kick on him and he was strong around the contest. It's also not what you want. You don't you want your first game player leading tackles. That's, again, you know, they had to they had to put Luke Shuey into the midfield. He was playing, you know, back mid and they, they had to put him purely on ball because Just they, trying to get hold they of it. couldn't get it done. And, and when that, that actually changed the game. He started getting clearances. Uh, again, I got some feedback. I said Luke Shuey's the best midfielder at West Coast, clearly still, which I stand by. Um, but they don't want him to be that. They, they they want they want to play him back. They want Tim Kelly, Dom Sheed, but he's had to protect Gaff, his body. Ruben Jimby, yeah, it is. Yeah. They don't want to play him in the midfield, hundred percent of the time. Mm. Because and he also adds something to the back line. But they couldn't put him back there because they couldn't get it down the middle. And then once that happened, you know, they then started losing clearances the other way, and he had to go. You know, that they were moving him around. Now he's he's the captain, right? So um, you know, he's got to put his hand up and be the best player. And I thought he was easily West Coast best player they've got some issues West Coast um, can they be fixed yeah they can I would think if it was game plan related which I didn't really feel like it was that sort of a game I think that's harder to fix if you if you trade a certain way all pre-season and it clearly doesn't work you know like a Hawthorne against Essendon perhaps or something like that where it's like geez that's got chopped up defensively I think it's more uh, more alarms than what I'm talking about, which is which is attitude and you know, how much do you want it? Like, do, do you really want to take that tackle? Do you really want to take it cleanly? 
So I think that can be fixed, but they're going to have to go pretty hard on it over the next four weeks. Yeah, and the next four weeks, I mean, they've got the Giants this week, and it can't look too far ahead, but the Derby, there's Melbourne, <laughs> there's Geelong, there's Carlton, there's Richmond. I think Port might be in there somewhere just off the top of my head. Oh boy. They've got... Yeah, this yeah, is... better say I've had a stinker. Uh, <laughs> in a play finals, can we come out and say that yet? Or, you know, no, I'm going to... No. You've got to stick fat. I mean, wow, but the, it, I had some very, It was very... too much of 2022 for too long on Saturday. Is that, I, is that a fair I point? don't know. I, I saw a bit of that as well. Look, I don't know, mate. Like, maybe... I mean, 2022, they were a shit team. And at stages, they played like shit. So yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. I don't, I don't know, 2022, 2023, but... We're venting a bit that, this morning. The application across the... Uh, you know... Over the ball wasn't good enough, so that that was the problem. Can you fix it? But what you said, it is fixable. Yeah, and the we'll the, see this week, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what? You think they're going to win this week? You, t- you said that off here. Yeah, I do. I think they will. I mean, I'll mind talk, you, I've talk. been drinking your bath water all summer, so yeah, I've got to stay yeah, with <laughs> Not great at the moment. <laughs> St Kilda defeat Fremantle by fifteen points. This this blew me away. Got to be honest, I was on radio <laughs> venting like I am now about West Coast. And but I said, well, so, okay, Fremantle, at least Fremantle will sort it out for West Australians. They they were yeah, they were, for a ten goal win. Oh, well, I was carrying on a little bit about. <laughs> I wanted them to win by ten goals. Yeah. Look, this is a really interesting game. Um, Ross Lyon, you, you cannot fault him. He's come into that football club and he clearly has instilled, um, you know, a desire similar to Alistair Clarkson around the footy because they were strong over the ball. But a game plan, like you could, you could see the brand, like instantly. And, and they weren't, look, they made a lot of mistakes in Kilda and they went forward and had as many uh, clangers and turnovers as what Fremantle did. Hence, we saw the likes of, you know, Brennan Cox take 20 marks, yep. club record equaling. You know, some of those were, um, a lot of those were uncontested. But he, he and Luke Ryan and, you know, I thought Hayden Young was good in defence. The Dockers midfield was was okay, but maybe from the lofty standards of last year, Andy Brayshaw, not as uh, dominant. Caleb Saron got a lot of it, but a bit of it, but not as damaging. Uh, Jager and Mira, probably a little disappointing first up. So, they, they, And Will Brody was probably the, their best mid. So yep. the, a, a little bit shades of what we saw with Freeman. I thought with West Coast, I thought the opposition, again, just had a, an edge to them that, that Fremantle didn't. That's not to say they, they didn't, didn't put their body on the line, but I just thought they actually wanted to win the, the game more. And they had a better better structure. And I think Ross Lyon won the coaching duel there. There's no question given what was in play for Fremantle in the forward line. We talked about Taverner, Tracy, Fife, and Jackson. Did they go too tall? A bit like the Bulldogs who we'll talk about. Did they have the right forward structure moving forward? And Fife, of course, is the person who's going to cop a lot of criticism because of um, his lack of output yesterday and what he's done as a midfielder and what, where he is now after one game. Uh, this is a pretty simple game. St Kilda put numbers behind the ball. As yep. soon as they um, as soon as soon they turned the ball over or Fremantle got it, they just pushed everyone behind the ball, right? And it didn't look pretty. Um, wasn't it wasn't a great game to watch because Freo were just chipping around the back line. Um, but St Kilda knew that was going to happen. So, look, I, I, I never say they were out-coached Fremantle, but certainly the Fremantle players didn't look like they had a tool or they didn't, ex- they didn't know that was coming. So... How you beat that is going fast off turnover. You, you, you can't let the opposition, if they're in that mode, you can't let them get behind the ball and set up. <clears throat> so quite often, um, back lines are the gate holders of your ball movement. So if you win the ball back in the back line and you go slow, well, your ball movement's slow because time builds up, the opposition get time to you know 
number off and then there's nowhere to go and you end up going down the line and you, you get exactly what happened in this game where a chip, 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 trying to find the loose and they were giving looses, but they were behind, you know, behind it didn't the hurt you. If you don't go fast, then they set up and, you know, Freo had, I was just looking up here, Freo had uh, 60... 65 inside. 65 inside 50s yeah. to 53. You, most times you win matches. Mate, if you have 65 inside You win 50, matches. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the entries were to numbers. They, yes. were, they weren't to... Four on fours, they were to 12 on 12s inside 50. And um, no, I don't think they went too tall because, you know, if the way they played, they needed tools to bring the ball to ground. But once the ball got to ground, there's too many numbers. You can't score. Like, you just cannot be efficient in the forward 50. So a lot of things to work on for Frio. But, you know, the, the, the quickest way, so for West Coast, you know, get the ball done around the midfield. I don't think that was Fremantle's issue. For Fremantle, you got to move it fast. You you got to go. You got to be aggressive. You got to take the game on. You got to, and it doesn't have to be stupid. You know, like um, you know, sometimes Collingwood moves the ball. Hawthorne just uh, outrageous. It just needs to be quicker. Get the ball, find the man, go handball, go, and it just gets the game moving. And it's a little bit risky, but they were just hesitant. So what? Yeah, they'll be. That's what they'll be watching yeah. on Monday meetings. No, no question. And look, I, I'll talk about Collingwood soon. I just thought they were just. Elite with what they did in that <laughs> that speed of ball movement. Yeah, the Dockers they were a, a slightly slow ball moving side last year, uh, but they did it in a, in a sort of a measured way. Yeah. But at the weekend yesterday, yeah, it was it was frustrating to watch, and I know the reason because of those numbers back. But the St Kilda game style, as we were calling the game on six pr, we thought this has to be an exhausting way to play footy week in week out if that's the way they're going to do it. Um, and you reckon but that's what Ross will be looking for? Oh, of course he's he will. done it every time he's coached that. Yeah, I mean, will he that wants work? Full buy into that game style. That's yeah. And if you can get that, then they'll they'll improve. He's proven which, it has worked. Yeah, but it, with you but can't question with, it with with better cattle than what they've got it now. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like yeah, Fremantle had a good team over those successful years, but they weren't like they weren't superstars. So you speak to the boys now. You know, Ryan Crowley and Lee Spur, and those guys are involved in that era. They didn't. They didn't but they had A graders. They had A graders well, in the team. Well, they have. Yeah, I, th- I think St Kilda with a full team do. You know, Jack Steele's an A grader, Jack Sinclair's an A grader, Max King's an A grader. So they're, they're, they're guys that you can hang your hat on, and their backline's really good. That's what Ross will like about them. Their backline's Callum good. Callum Wilkie's terrific. Yeah, so so that's the other point I did want to touch on with the Freo game. Um, St Kilda had the exact backline to match up on that. Um, Dougal Howard, Cal Wilkie, um, these these sorts of guys back there, they they could shut down Tabner, Tracy, Fife, Jackson. And the way the ball was moving, they always had help. There was never one-on-ones anywhere, was there? I know, but Scott, I guess what, what, what we're watching yesterday was that long ball going in. There was one occasion where Hayden Young, who's a, a beautiful user, hit up Nat Fife. Now, admittedly, there was space. He let up. He missed the goal. But there wasn't enough of that to try and... There was no one, space. No space. And look, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. It was just frustrating to see that instead of trying to find that, that shorter target, that they continually went long. And again... The tools, I know they were nullified, but they did not even look. Sometimes it didn't look like bringing the ball to ground. I think Nat, Nat Five had one touch inside Ford 50, I think. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah sound seven for the day. Tab- Tab- Tabiner was unsighted a bit. Josh Tracy was unsighted. Jackson Darcy combo didn't look amazing. Well, I Darcy tried his heart out. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, they, they, were f- yeah, they, just, they just looked off in front of the ball. And, and I think all of it is less about. Um, less about application for Fremantle where, where West Coast and it, it was more about the way they went about it so game plan sort of which yeah they, they, they just need to be more aggressive that'll fix it for Fremantle oh, I think you're 100% right and that seems to be the trend the best teams I saw at the weekend and the best compared to the worst 
there's a massive golf after one week, small sample size. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Shout Footycast. Well, let's have a quick look through the rest of the round, Skeeter. Disappointing uh, start for the West Australians over here, but let's get into the other games. You mentioned it before. Collingwood defeat Geelong by 22. Um, perhaps the most impressive uh, performance over the weekend? I love them. I yeah. just thought they were terrific. Uh, the Dacos boys, outstanding. We talked about their ball movement. They, look, they were not as efficient in front of goal as Geelong was for, for the first half of the match, but they sort of they hung around long enough. And I think there's an interesting stat here, and I know you're big on Geelong winning back-to-back flags, and they won't lose any friends from what they did. Uh, again. No, no. <laughs> they won't lose any friends because they, we know they're too good a side. But this was my question saying I don't think they will go back-to-back. Is Attitudinally, I just think to be able to, to go... Back to the well, I think it's going to be tough. And here's just a, a very, again, one small sample size. In the qualifying final last year, Geelong laid 75 tackles. Mm. Friday night, 44. Now, again, it, that, no, can be, real. that can be changed pretty quickly. Yeah, but it's real. It, yeah, so... It's, it's, it's about mindset when you're trying to defend a premiership. So yeah, totally. They know they have the talent. You know, there's no questions about their team yeah. or their game plan. Yeah, it's it's just how they apply themselves, and like it's back on the west coast. It's like around the ball and get the. Clean. It's it's a simple game footy. It 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 actually never changes. You know, game styles change and umpiring decisions. I don't know people caring about the umpiring decision in the west coast game. It doesn't it doesn't matter honestly. Umpires don't influence games. Uh, game styles don't really impact them that much. They do a bit. It's about how you apply yourself. How you how you um, execute the fundamentals. You know, clean ground balls hitting targets when you kick, um, being efficient in front of goal, like all, all that stuff. Yeah, of course. That never changes. And which, which against the Kilda, didn't necessarily execute all those skills well. But, but Geelong, do, Geelong does. Does it, We exactly. know that they do that. So to lose by four goals, Collingwood kicked the last eight goals of the game, ran, ran over them, and, and they, looked, they looked elite. You know, they, 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 that looked like finals-type team. Um, the, the questions over, you know, can they win these close games? I've heard the word coming out of Collingwood is, no, we're not going to win the close games because there's not going to be close games. We're not going to be in those close situations anymore. We're going to have the tools to do what they did against Geelong and and go over the top of teams. And that's what I said to you last week. I mean, you know, we make a lot of statements. Most of them are wrong, but occasionally you get one right. <laughs> I just don't see how they get worse with Daniel McStay, Bobby Hill, Tom Mitchell. Well, and coming... Bobby Hill, three goals. Tom Mitchell, two goals. Yeah, and Tom Mitchell's not a goal kicker per no. se. So, look, I... I'm actually, I was big on Collingwood to be around the mark again. I, I obviously not going backwards on that. And I thought they were terrific. Uh, Geelong, I wouldn't lose a heap of sleep over it. But I think Chris Scott knows that attitudinally there'll have to be a, a little little change up there. And a couple of injuries for them as well. Tommy yep. Stewart. Yeah, Thomas Stewart. Um, looked, that looked not great. I think it's a medial strain. So he'll miss three to four weeks. Who's a big loss for them. Mm. Probably their best player. Um, and structurally is very big for them. And then probably... In the same ilk, Jeremy Howe at the other end, um, compound, compound fracture to his arms. So that means the bone was out of the skin for all those playing along at home. Um, oh. So, oh, mate, if you imagine running over to your teammate, making, making sure he's all right and there's bone coming out of his arm, not a great situation to be in. So, he's look, he's going to miss 10 weeks. 10, yeah, so three um, months. Yeah, so um, not great for him. He's a bit of an older player. But but I think, you know, you, you get that fixed up, you get a plate in it. Um, Silly uh, courage? Oh, mate, like... He, he was up on top of him, you know. Like he, he, that's what he does, doesn't yeah. he? Jeremy does just, that. He's just one of those blokes. Just here. an accident. Um, I, I, and we'll finish off on this game. Jordan Degoe, three goals, close to thirty touches, three votes. A lot of people talking about him for Brownlow Medal, and this is his year. He's gone away, and he's you know he's 
you know, I'm fixed and I'm doing the right things and have big off-season. That's been the word. You know, can he do that? He has the talent to win a Brownlow, doesn't he? He does. Absolutely. I mean, what he, that, that was three votes by a long, long way. He's, a, he's an absolute talent. And you know what? There's absolutely every reason why Collingwood were determined to try and get this contract, new contract yep. in place. Because if he, if he gets it right, Collingwood... Can go all the way. Um, talking about big wins and big, big, uh, you know, statement games. Port Adelaide defeat Brisbane by fifty four. I don't know who this says more about Port Adelaide or Brisbane. I think Brisbane in Port Adelaide. Look, they'd be really disappointed. But Port Adelaide, uh, th- that like I, I should have picked them because they they lost five in a row to start the year last year. Ken Hincliffe would have been banging on about it all preseason. We've got to start well. We've got to start well. We've got to start well. And they have. Yeah, they have. And. Look, I've been on the Brisbane bandwagon early, and I'm just a bit like you with, uh, with jumping off. Although my, my bandwagon, I think, has got a chance to regather. Oh, the troops. my wheels are off. We're getting Fair dragged on the ground. Brisbane, soft. It was just uh, it was, was a bad. performance away from home that, unfortunately, um, the hype of their pre-season. Look, I still think they'll be tough to beat up at the Gabba. That's a given. But, yeah, look, Port Adelaide deserve a lot of credit. Junior bobbed up and did his thing, and Jason Horn francis um, Talk about the, the spotlight being on a kid and, and being able to absorb it and play the footy he has, well, uh, he's the number one pick, as Ken Hinckley said. He has to do that consistently over a long period of time. But we saw Port Adelaide a couple of times during the pre-season. They weren't bad. They weren't terrific. They lost both matches per se. But, yeah, I, maybe that's that's the, the result that signals that they will be a force again this year. Well, Horn Francis, 25 touches and a goal. Um, I, I saw him over here. and He's, just a, he's a good player, and he's going to be a very good player. So to get him for... Whatever they got him for, and Rioli's a gun, mate. When when he plays well in a good team, like that, they that they they are two huge additions. They get Charlie Dixon back, who not many people talk about. He didn't play a lot of footy last year. He had six shots on goal, maybe maybe another couple. He was kicking like absolute garbage. Couldn't hit the backside of the yeah. barn, but just you know, massive presence up there alongside Marshall. That like that. That's a dangerous side, Port Adelaide, and they uh, they embarrassed Brisbane, and so Brisbane will be licking their wounds. And there'll be a lot of bounce back teams this this week, and I think I'm going to pick them all. Are you going to go? Oh, absolutely! Brisbane to win, West Coast to win, Freo to win. All that, yeah, it'll happen. You watch um, or not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melbourne defeat Bulldogs. I used to believe you as well. I sit there and you say, "Oh, you know, I played a premiership. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. You haven't." I go, "Okay, okay." Well, I believe you, and then I end up looking like a dick. Well, uh, yeah, I'll leave. You usually sort that out yourself pretty nicely. Um, uh, the Western Bulldogs. I've, I've banged. I said they. <laughs> So I picked them. Um, yeah, by the way, if you've been playing along at home, every team that's won, I picked the other team. So far. Uh, <laughs> Melbourne defeat Bulldogs by 50. Look, I thought this was going to be closer. I thought Bulldogs had the tools to do it. They didn't. And Melbourne look outstanding. Yeah, I'm not sure if you tipped them off the back of Stephen May not playing or whether you yeah, saw their tools forwards. Yeah. Um, and a bit like Fremantle, it, it, maybe it's going to take some time and to, to get that synergy and and Lob had a quiet night, and I know he's copped some flack on social media. We know that Jamara, you, in fact, their whole forward structure was forward line with the tools. They're big. They're, they're they huge. Are, they're, they are massive, aren't which, they? Which I spoke about it on radio. Um, they've never been tall, ever. They've never had good talks like and like they did. And now they've got a surplus. Correct. So And, and Jones, Jones was out. Early, Injured, early yeah. in that game. So even with him back in the team, they're even taller. So, look, I... I think it's just going to take some time for the Bulldogs. You know, time will tell whether they get it right or not. But but I I still like their team. They just you know Melbourne looked outstanding. Um, Hamish Brayshaw has been very big on them. Uh, maybe I should have listened to him. No, I did listen to him. And the midfield, I mean Petrarca, um, the, the 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 Grundy, um, 
Yeah, Gorn Grundy. What are we calling it? Grundy. Grundy. Like that, that's, that'll work. Um, and just going back to the Bulldogs, their forward line, they'll be better when Cody Waitman returns. A, a small forward. Yep. Yeah. Whether one of those tools has to drop out from time to time, oh, yeah, that's, that's a question. Who did you pick in that game? I picked Melbourne, yeah. yeah. Pick, and their midfield. I just think their midfield was too good and she sets it up well for this week. But they're, they're a team having listened to Hammer, yep. who's very bullish and obviously has some, some good mail on that front. Intel. Yeah, that uh, this is a team that... And they'll get May... Oh, if it's May, they're going to get three... Probably two or three premiership players back this week. Might even be uh, Fritz, um, whether it's May. But they're going to get better before they get worse, I would have thought. Oh, I picked the Western Bulldogs, so that's great. And I'll be picking them next week as well for a bounce-back game. Sydney defeat Gold Coast by 49 points. Got this one right. I picked Sydney. I think I I got one. I got one tip right. One, and it was this. Sydney to beat Gold Coast. whoop de doo <laughs> Seriously. Um, Sydney, look, they looked, you know, no shines of the pre, uh, the grand final hangover, if we want to talk about that. Gold Coast, really disappointing, Poor. I think. They've come out and said that they're ready for finals, and they're not. Um, that's pretty much... Jeez, they spent some money on the AFL on the, the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> How many times do you have to sit back and go, well, they haven't come up to scratch, they haven't improved, um, and... Look, let's hope. Maybe, it's a, maybe Sydney, maybe Sydney is uh, just showing that they're right at the top. Well, of the game, so. We said this last. One thing we did say last week is uh, Horse would have spoken to the players saying, "Look, everyone's written you off. You've been beaten in a grand final. You were always got p- you out of the eight. Always <laughs> got you finishing bottom four. Let's stick it up this prick from WA." <laughs> and uh, they did it comfortably. Buddy kicked two. We'll miss a week so I've got him we and I have got lunch on the fact he's going to score under 50 goals for the season so he's, he's suspended isn't he <laughs> he's like how one many one. goals did he kick kick two alright yeah so yeah, and he, he'll, he'll miss and a couple with a hamstring or something and he'll kick zero next week <laughs> yeah so anyway so that's our little ongoing bet look uh, I think he deserved to, uh, a little spell for what he did but end of the day Sydney I think I, I think they're going to be better than what some Expel. They're not going to slide as far as what some think. Jared Witt's had 51 hit-outs uh, following along at home. 25 touches, 51 hit-outs. That's a big, big game for a Ruckman. 10 clearances. Um, don't have anything else to say about that. GWS defeat Adelaide by 16. Watch most of this game. Uh, Adelaide jumped out of the blocks. We're all over GWS. Kick poorly in front of goal. First know. half. GWS had like seven shots on goal and Adelaide would have had 15. They, they led by almost five goals, but they... They had so many chances to put that game to bed. Simply put it to bed. Pretty much. So at, at half time, um, Adelaide had 20 scoring shots to 12. And very quickly in that third quarter, scores were effectively level at three quarter time. And then GWS just went past them. It was a really impressive win by GWS. Mm. They had some injuries. They lost Lockie Whitfield to concussion. Uh, they lost some other guys late. Um, they had two players out there and it was like 35 degrees as well it was really hot Toby Green was interviewed after this game he said it was the the, the hardest game he's ever played in it's the fatigue factor yeah, yeah. he was cooked and he, he worked his he worked his ass off like absolutely worked his ass off Tom Green inside was outstanding he's had a big pre-season with a lot of um, hope that he was going to take the next step with Toronto and Hopper moving out of the team well he did he, he was he was outstanding Yep, and they've got a, a road trip this week to, to WA. So, yeah, I mean, that's the guy that, and we'll talk about this on Thursday, but Toby Green's the guy that I think he's the barometer for them. And, and once again, I'm not, I'm not sure the Giants will be great this year, but that's a, that's a character-building win, and I know Adam Kingsley will, will get a lot of joy out of that. To, Toby Green had eight shots and goal kick 4-4. Four, four. That, that, that's a big game for just what he is. He's not, he's not small, he's not tall, he just works hard. Um, you know, eight shots on goal is is huge. Um, from Adelaide's point of view, I thought they were, had some really positive signs. Rochelle and Rankin, um, 
spoke to someone inside Adelaide when they were over here and said that both of those guys will be spending a lot of time through the midfield this year, and they did. They both kicked, uh, sorry, Rochelle kicked three goals from the midfield, like playing as a pure mid, and Rankin kicked two goals, five, seven shots on goal. So I do think both of those teams, I don't know if they're both going to be, you know, finals teams. So it was a bit of a shootout. We'll see how they both Yeah, I think Adelaide kick a score this year. So that, that will keep them in games, I would have thought, uh, regularly and at the Adelaide Oval I think they're going to be tough to beat last game of the weekend to get through because obviously the Fremantle game was last we've already done that Essendon defeat Hawthorne by 10 goals at the MCG yeah and I'll tell you what I was watching the start of that that contest and Hawthorne were, were sort of good. putting some questions to, to the Bombers and to Essendon's credit they fell I think 15 points down uh, really a couple of nice moments Alan Davy Jr. kicks his first goal yep. McDonald Tip and Woody first goal in 588 days huge cheer when he when he took the sub vest off basically much loved much loved and we saw Essendon the preaching of Brad Scott has been about not just scoring and being attacking, but also being able to defend and keep the pressure on. And they, they did that to a T, I guess, from midway through that second quarter and maybe even slightly before then to, to really shut down the Hawks, which, as we said, Hawthorne's not going to be a, a team that's going to be playing finals this year. I think that's a fairly safe yes. bet at this stage of the season, <laughs> Don't ask we me. think. But uh, Essendon, and you and I haven't been big on them during the preseason, but that, that was a... At least a promising sign for a club that's been through a fair bit of hell in the last last few years, playing wise. And, and look, Brad Scott, if, if they can keep that moving in the right direction, particularly the defensive pressure, um, they're going to be a, a side to at least be contending midway through the year. Well, what they've added that I probably didn't appreciate is their small forwards and, and forward line pressure. Wiedemann, good. Yeah, he came yeah in. Wiedemann. I mean, I mean he, and he's played. Heard on the coverage, he's played almost a hundred games of VFL AFL footy. So. Uh, that's you know a combination something like 60 AFL and 40 VFL you start getting to those sorts of numbers and you start realizing what you can do you start realizing what your body can do you know how you can move how your opponents move you start figuring the game out so he'll, he'll be coming into a patch of his career that he really gets better um, just to finish off on the whole round these new coaches that come in and they work for, with a group for a preseason they put in new game plans and they they preach and they talk and we're going to do this and we're going to be better if you rock up round one and you play like shit and you lose, it, it, you know, just it, you just want not that not that it will happen, but I'm sure they'd be happy if they went on to lose the next five. At least they've come out. Hey boys, what I'm telling you works. We can win AFL games of footy. Um, all those new sides: Essendon, North Melbourne, uh, Adelaide, uh, GWS, and the one more that I'm oh, St Kilda. They may not win twenty Heaps games this year, but. They've won their first, and the belief within that group is huge. Not just that. Belief amongst, I mean, not saying you sell a heap of memberships, but it is, it's one game. It means no more than next week, but it is a really nice way to validate what you did Absolutely. over the summer. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shadow Footycast. Uh, it's been a little bit of a long one here, Skeet, but I'm still licking my wounds from the pre-season <laughs> worth of pain. Uh, hopefully things will improve come Thursday. I can start picking some winners. Shelter XBA X-Factor is back this year. We got the slabs out last year, the boys. I was with a couple of fellas uh, at a wedding yesterday. Uh, Tom Barras uh, had a couple of boxes of Shelter rock up on his door. He said, who's that? Is that so you boys have set that over? I said, that's right, mate. You got the Shelter XBA X-Factor last year. So we're kicking things off. We're going to keep it West Australian, right? West Australian beer. I tell you, what, it was hard last year to give the the, the, the West, shelter to, yeah. to the oh, West Coast we Eagles. Given, we couldn't give Tommy Brass ten, <laughs> ten packets of them. Um, Luke Ryan, how do you, how does that sound? Like are both sides disappointing. You can't give it to a midfielder or a backman from West Coast. Oscar Allen or Liam Ryan would be the picks there. Fremantle, you can't give it to a forward. 
And like you said, I don't think the midfield stood up that well, so the ball was banging around them. I'll buy it. Oh, you know, boots. Thirty-seven I thought, touches, thirty. Yeah, you're right. But seven hundred eighty meters gain, thirteen intercepts. I'll tell you what, though. Game. I know that Lukey Ryan likes a beer, so uh, he's a, he'd be a shelter man once he sits back and gets to the buy and can have a couple of uh, quiet ones. I think that's a good choice. And he's a bloke that would enjoy sitting down and having a beer. So right. well played, Lukey. But from your point of view, hopefully you're not seeing as much of the footy on uh, Saturday as you did. On uh, Sunday, he would happily have ten touches and win the win the game by six goals and have oh, thirty seven. You don't want you would yeah, you don't want thirty seven as a backman. Shelter Footycast on Instagram, follow us over there. That's where you get all your stuff. You want to send us an email? Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Comment in the YouTube show if you like. We can um, answer some of those. Just remember to finish things off. We are on a new feed, Skeeter. That doesn't mean it's a steak and chips. Not a new feed like that. It's a new podcast feed. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple right now. Just have a search for Shelter Footycast. Subscribe to that skate, right? So you know how you subscribe. What, what, do, you have, do you subscribe to anything? I've never heard a podcast. I've never known how to get onto a podcast. <laughs> I just talk on one with you, you knucklehead. Okay. But what I want you to do on Thursday to listen in because Will Schofield's award-winning tips, it's going to be the biggest <laughs> bounce-back factor. He's going to I'll take you to nine. nine out of nine. If he does that, I'll take him back to uh, Steve's for lunch again. Please. 